Howdy, boys and girls. Welcome back. It is week seven of the college football season, week seven of the Carlin Crappy Show for this season. And, and, and I'm not saying there aren't interesting games this weekend, because there are, but Carla. Yes. We're starting the countdown to Big Ten football. Next weekend, <laughs> next weekend we get to talk about games that, that we actually care about for a change. Yay! <laughs> it can't come soon enough, especially after I looked at the schedule for this weekend. And, and you're right, there are games that are, that are intriguing and interesting, mm-hmm. but there's not that matchup that makes you go, uh, the, well, there's one matchup that, there's one. You know, that, the world saw, that the world will be paying attention to, but other than that, it's just kind of like, you yeah, know, some intriguing stuff. Yeah, I'm ready for some Big Ten. I'm thinking. Um, I mean, uh, uh, we were just talking about this Friday night. Um, uh, a week next week, next week, uh, the Illinois at Wisconsin gets things started. Um, I, I see that that Ohio State Nebraska is big nude, and um, and then at three thirty, uh, among among the other games, Penn State will be in Bloomington um, with, uh, with with you know that that crazy offense that they have there that gives that, everyone fits that's a terrifying opener not gonna lie yeah. <laughs> we'll talk right. about that we'll talk about that next week <laughs> um i am not i would i would be if i was penn state fan i would be a lot more concerned about that game than i am uh being concerned about nebraska as an ohio state fan but um and we'll and i imagine we'll talk about that one as well <laughs> probably uh, probably just a hunch so, uh, so yes, we're not we're not only looking forward to this weekend's games, we're looking forward to next weekend's next games. Next weekend's games. <laughs> we should probably talk about last weekend's games uh, before we go any further. Um, I know we both had stuff going on and, and maybe didn't get to see quite as much as we we normally would have. But uh, did anything stick out to you from from last weekend? Yeah, it's kind of an overall just kind of concept because you're right. I didn't get to see a lot. Um, for the, I, I can say this now, the first time for the first time in almost a year, I got to see my family. Um, that last Dang. weekend, it was it was nice. Um, we hadn't been together since last Thanksgiving, and um, we we did one of those you know Airbnb meet in the middle kind of things mm-hmm. in in Eastern Ohio. Um, and it was really great to get to spend time with them. So because of that, and I hadn't seen my family in almost a year, I didn't watch a lot of football. Um, although my dad is a diehard football fan as well. And so we did, we were, I was paying attention to scores. Um, mm-hmm. we, we did watch, um, um, or I didn't, but my husband was, and, my, and my dad were watching the, uh, the Florida game. Um, watching. He, has, he has my condolences. Yeah, that was kind of messed up. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I went for a walk with my mom. So I was glad I wasn't there to to, to watch the stress of that. But the, but the game after, after my nephews went to bed, um, we went out and sat out on the porch of the little, of the house that we were in, um, with a laptop to watch the night games, Mm -hmm. um, with full intentions of watching Clemson Miami and watching and keeping an eye on that score. Um, because the kids are older now and they stay up later. And so we were watching, watching the scores on our phones going, that game's not very interesting at all at no. this point. And um, this other one. And this other one is. Yeah. And so <laughs> so we went out on the porch expecting to watch Clums in Miami and ended up watching Alabama Ole Miss. And, and that's kind of my, my overarching thing here is I wrote down in my notes here because I didn't see a lot of football, but based on what I did see and scores that I watched, um, I think until the Big Ten gets started, we've got a clear number one in the country right now. Yeah. Based on what I saw last week, um, or what I didn't see, but you know, I, I went back and watched the highlights of, of the Clemson game. I mean, Clemson made Miami look like pretenders. We did the contender mm-hmm. pretender last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, Clemson just made Miami look like an absolute pretender out there on the field. They were running all over them. Etienne, Travis Etienne had a, a, you know almost 150 yards. The Miami defense just flat out looked lost on a lot of those plays. Yeah. Um, 
And, uh, and the Clemson defense held Miami to nine first downs while the Clemson offense racked up 34. Like. That's, that's going to be a losing effort every single time. Th- yeah. <laughs> and, and impressive. I mean, and Miami yeah. only had a 210 total yards. And so, mm-hmm. and then you, you flip over and, you know, watching that Alabama game and like put that game in the big 12 for crying out loud. I mean, how, like no defense right. at all right. in that game. Um, and and so I'm looking at this, and we're going we're gonna to talk more about Alabama later. Um, but I'm scratching my head at that Alabama defense. I just I I where'd it go? Yeah. I, you know, and 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 based on how many yards they let Ole Miss, you know, it was a, it was a flat out shootout. Whoever had the, you felt like whoever had the ball last was gonna was gonna win the game, and that's almost what it came down to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think Clemson's shoulders above at this point. If if they were gonna go to head to head, I I pick Clemson without hesitation yeah, at you? this point. Um, and, and that surprises me a bit. Um, but I think that's kind of where we are. And I, I want to hold some thoughts on Alabama until we get to them a little bit later. But, sure. um, but yeah, I, I think this is my week of the unexpected is um, I think, is okay. I think, is I think where I'm headed this week, based on some of the stuff, you know, what games we're going to be looking at for mm-hmm. this weekend. There's a lot of, there's a lot of head scratching things kind of going on. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and this is one of them, but 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 Clemson's the number one team in the country, and I I don't hesitate to say that one bit. I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Um, God, can you imagine what the defensive practices at Alabama were like this week? Because Nick Nick being a big, being a defensive guy, basically, um, that that could not have been pretty. I mean, yeah. Uh, it, that's I, I. I'm. I'm sure those guys were thinking that when they came off the field. You know, actually, you know, we, we won the game and everything. But oh my God, this this week is gonna suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's and it's striking. You and I. Um, uh, we we spend so we spent a lot of time so far this season talking about the lack of defense in the Big Twelve. Uh, where I mean, Georgia, with being the exception, um, defense in the SEC is not where you would expect it um yeah. you know and, and especially with you know given that you know practice time maybe is inconsistent and and you don't know what's going on with schedules and uh stuff gets moved around and and it's defensive uh schemes are are easier it's read and react and and you know it it, it should be easier to play but i mean alabama's effort uh, against old miss was awful yeah um uh, you know, we, we we talked about questions of Florida's defense, and that was before uh, last week. Um, LSU has has paid a lot of money to Bo Pelini to be his <laughs> defensive coordinator. And you know, when your head coach says your defense is embarrassing, you got to wonder: Is Bo? Are you going to make it through the season there? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so you know, there are there are two conferences <laughs> so far. That uh, that don't seem to understand how to play defense. I'm I'm not sure why that is, um, and uh, you know, and, and as you said, we're going to talk about Alabama and uh, and what what they have going on this week. Um, I, I'm not sure if that'll that'll continue, um, but boy, for right now, it's it's that's a that's a puzzling thing for me, and mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, it doesn't it doesn't transfer over to to the Big Ten when they get started next weekend because that would be distressing. I yes, would. It would. I would be distressed, but um, uh, we will see uh, that when the time comes. Um, we want to take a look at the uh, group of five games. That The list is impressive. Good enough that uh, we're actually going to talk about one of them 
our own selves. Uh, but AJ should have an excellent lineup this week. AJ. Hey everyone, it's your buddy AJ here with your group of five reports. We have a lot to cover this week because we have three different days of football to talk about. I did not believe I would say that in the year of our Lord 2020. We're going to start on Thursday night with Georgia State at Arkansas State, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. Arkansas State is favored by 3.5. Over-under on this game is 72.5. It is only right that the Big 12 runner-up wouldn't play any defense either. This should be pointy and close. Uh, Both teams have ton of offense, very little defense. So watch this one just for the sheer entertainment value. Uh, Let's go to Friday. We have SMU at Tulane, 6 p.m. on ESPN. SMU favored by 6.5, over under 64. The Ponies put up points and have just enough defense to win. Uh, Weirdly, they don't give up a ton of points. They give up enough, but they don't give up more than what they score. They're They're doubling up their opponents right now. Tulane is literally riding the wave. Um, They do not have much of a defense. They also don't have much of an offense. So they're just trying to outscore the other team by any means necessary because they know that they're not really going to stop that. Uh, I expect SMU to win here. Let's move to BYU at Houston, 9.30 p.m. on ESPN. BYU favored by 5.5, over under 62.5. BYU slipping They slipped up against UTSA, hung on to win. Uh, Houston came out in their first game of the season and absolutely destroyed Tulane. Uh, Tulane Tulane came back with a couple garbage time scores, but that score was very misleading. That game was far, far wider than the score would appear. Uh, This should be BYU's biggest test until Boise, but I expect BYU to win. Gunnar Romney and Zach Wilson are so fun to watch. Uh, let's move to Saturday. Carla and Crappy will be talking about this game. Uh, Cincinnati at Tulsa at noon on ESPN2. Cincinnati favored by three, over under 44 and a half. Um, if you would like to watch an SEC football game, this is the game to watch. Uh, Tulsa does not put up a ton of points, uh, but they held Oklahoma State to 16 points and they've beaten UCF. They're better than the record shows. Uh, this should be fun. I expect Cincinnati to win and probably run away with the AAC, um, but... This should be a great game. That's at noon on ESPN2. Uh, Army going to San Antonio to play UTSA at 1.30 on the CBS Sports Network. Army favored by 7.5 over under 49. Do not sleep on the Roadrunners. They have lost their last two, but they are absolutely putting a scare into everybody. Uh, Army should win, but this should be closer than the line says. I don't know why it's 7.5. UTSA plays really good football. Uh, let's go to 3.30 p.m. on ABC, UCF at Memphis. Uh, UCF favored by 3.5, over under 73.5. This is the kind of football that puts a just puts a real joy into my heart. All gas, no breaks. Uh, both teams coming off of a loss. They're both looking to get back into the mix in the AAC. Um, UCF lo- losing, as I mentioned earlier, to Tulsa. Uh, Memphis has been on and off the field, literally. Uh, they've had multiple games canceled due to COVID. And contact tracing. So uh, this should be fun. Good to see both of them get on the field. And both really great to see that game on national television. That's right. Pointsy football on national television 2020. Thank you, AJ. Um, let's let's keep this the, the group of five magic going with our first okay. game. We begin 
in Tulsa, Oklahoma at noon on Saturday. Number eight, Cincinnati at Tulsa, unranked Tulsa. Uh, this is one of those, those interesting ones if you're kind of looking at uh, favorites and stuff. Cincinnati's favored by three. But if you look at ESPN's matchup predictor, Tulsa's favored by a 60-40 margin. Um, so that's, I mean, that, that sort of got my attention as we were, as I started to dig into this today. What, what do you think about this one? That's, a, that's exactly the stat that I wrote down too, okay. was the fact that, that Tulsa was, has a 59.3% chance of winning in my, in my notes, literally right after that say, why? Uh, it, 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 when you, when you look at these two teams statistically, um, statistically Cincinnati is the better team here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, across the board um they've been solid uh, true they've played lesser competition than tulsa mm-hmm. has um you know that the, the against uh usf and austin p um but they also handled army's option which we know is tricky we talked about that game yep. um you know and they, and they handled that quite well so so cincinnati's sitting at three and oh they're, they're looking like a pretty good team here um the, the you know they're scoring more points they're allowing fewer points in tulsa they have more offensive yards and fewer yards allowed than tulsa are, am I missing something here? I, that's, that's, that, you know, and that's why I, I kept scratching my head. And so the only statistic that I could find that, cause there aren't a lot of write-ups about this game. Remarkably, the national media doesn't care a lot about this game. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I, I did every search I could think of to try to find some early game previews. It's Tuesday and I can't find any, um, which is shocking. Um, so I'm going based off of stats because that's all I've got to work with here and past game game coverage. Um, the only thing that I can think of is the fact that Cincinnati quarterback uh, Desmond Ritter, he's got six touchdowns but four picks. Um, and that was kind of a complaint about – or, you know, if there was – not a complaint, but just kind of a challenge that he has is that he does have a propensity of, of turning the ball over a little bit. Um, and so maybe that's what they're seeing here, but, I you know, I really don't know. And, yes, Tulsa's a good team. It's their first home game. It's homecoming. Okay, so I'll give that to them. Okay. Um, but and they're better than their one and one record indicates because their mm-hmm. one loss was to Oklahoma State and that was a game that they were in. Um, and uh, and and they beat UCF, but they actually had and ended UCF's home uh, win streak at 21 mm-hmm. consecutive games. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to rally from 16-0 down. They, so they were, they were trailing in the first half of that game, 16 to nothing, came back and won that game. Um, and we were watching that game uh to get together on the mm-hmm. on the text chat um yes. while we were while that game was what last week two weeks ago um yeah i'm not sure what why tulsa is giving uh, getting almost 60 percent chance of winning this game i yeah i think Tulsa's good and i think they're they, they can play up and um but i think cincinnati is good too and they've proven that um i i my gut says Cincinnati in this okay. game. I, even though it's Tulsa and, and at home for the first time this year and at home for homecoming, I don't know. I just, I feel like Cincinnati has, has proven itself. Um, as long as, as Ritter doesn't throw an you know, a couple of errant picks that turn into directly turn into scores. Um, yeah. Unless I'm missing something. That's, that's a theme for the show this week is like, I, you know, we have no idea, but this, this for me this week, it's like, did I miss something here? Um, <laughs> because that's consistently the way that I broke all this stuff down was it. Okay. okay. I'm missing something here. So I, I don't know what I'm missing, but the stats and everything told me Cincinnati. So okay. Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, I, just as a, a caution, you know, we were gone for a couple of days as well. And, and Charlie's very happy that we're on. So he's probably, <laughs> he's probably going to be here for, part of this i I'm, I'm taking kind of the opposite tack for this i mean i know um clearly uh, cincinnati has has an advantage if you're looking at the statistics and that's probably the most concrete thing that we have to to go on uh when when, when trying to figure this one out 
Um, but I'm, I'm looking at who the games are and, and, and uh, who the opponents are. Um, you know, and, and, and the Bearcats resume has been assembled against three group of five opponents. Um, uh, actually, no, Austin P is, is Austin, Austin P is not, not a group no, of five opponent. No, they're FCS. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, um, there's, there's a, a, a difference. I, and I, and I think a pretty stark difference in the level of competition between, uh, those, those wins and what, you know, even at one in one, um, they gave t- Oklahoma State all they could handle. Yeah, they did. Uh, in, in Stillwater, um, and, and I, and uh, you know, and for for what it's worth, you know, that's the that's the one Big Twelve team that hasn't managed to to choke up a game, uh, choke out a loss yet. Um, and then you know, uh, a win on the road uh, against UCF, which had the longest home home win streak in the country, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um, at twenty one games, yeah. I, I mean, you, you can. I, I, I think that that explains in part the, the, the UC's statistical advantage. Um, and I think it also sort of negates it a, a little bit. I mean, the, the numbers aren't they're that stark. It's not uh, a, a huge difference. Um, and I think that's why Tulsa is getting a, a, a look in this game. And that would be why I would pick Tulsa to win this game. Um, again, and this is the as, as the case uh, was was the case with you. Um, this is kind of a, a gut thing, but I looked at this game and I thought, "Huh, we're going to find out um, that I that I think we're going to find out that Tulsa's a really really good team, um, and they're, they're going to they're lined up to have a have a really good year, and it's going to start with this one." Um, uh, next up, uh, we uh, travel all the way through back to eight o'clock on Saturday unranked Boston College at number 23 Virginia Tech. Tech is favored by 12. Um, I'm dubious about that number, but uh, we're going to let you take a first crack at this one. Me too. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this is another one of those like, you know, you know, a head scratcher. I don't, I don't really understand this um, per se because this is a Boston College team that's, you know, everything that you just said about Tulsa kind of applies the, to the conversation about Boston College here. Yep. Um, they've completely flown under the radar, which is, which is tough to do when you don't have very many conferences playing football. Um, but somehow Boston College has managed to fly underneath the radar here. They knocked off Pitt last week in overtime. Mm-hmm. They hung with North Carolina, who's in the top ten. Um, they had and, to eat, and Tech did not. Right, <laughs> and 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 hung with. Well, Tech came back in in that game late and made sure. it interesting, yes. but but not. But yeah, no, Carolina ran away with that in the first half. Um, Boston College had to eke past Texas State, but beat Duke pretty handily, and that's and that's you know another common opponent between the two. Um, so so these two teams have common opponents, which is really interesting. Um, and the fact that if you look at the Duke game. Boston College beat Duke 26 to 6. Virginia Tech beat Duke 38 <laughs> 31. You know, and like you said, you know, um, Boston College hung with North Carolina. Virginia Tech got blown out in the first half and then had to come back into that game to make the game interesting late. Um, so we have a Boston College team that's sitting at 3 and 1 that's not really getting any sort of attention whatsoever. Um, and and their quarter their quarterback Phil Yurkovec already has almost 1,200 yards passing, yep. eight touchdowns and just two picks. Like so so you have a, a good Boston College team that likes to throw the football around, um, and huh a Virginia Tech defense that tends to give up passing yards. Hey, um, 
and the Virginia Tech offense gets by with with big yards from from running back Cleo Herbert. He's the transfer from Kansas. I mentioned kind of in passing at the end of the game or at the end of the show last week. Um, the Boston College defense has been pretty darn good against the run. Yep. So again, this is the huh? How is how is Virginia Tech favored by twelve? Why does Virginia Tech have a seventy nine point one percent chance of winning on the ESPN predictor? Mm-hmm. I I don't get it. Um, I don't know whether or not I have the courage to say Boston College is going to win this game um, outright, mm-hmm. but I definitely think this is going to be a much closer game than that line. Um, I think Boston College is being disrespected by that line. Um, I think they, they, common opponents, they've had the better outcomes, even with some, you know, even with losses. Um, I, I, I just, I, this game's going to be close. I, mm-hmm. that's, that's the only way that I can figure that out. And, and I, I still think, I mean, even with everything I said, I, I think it's, it's still definitely um, Virginia Tech's game to lose, but I think this game is much, 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 much closer um, than anybody is giving Boston College credit for. Boston College is a decent football team in, in the ACC. Um, they, they deserve more than a, than a line of 12. I think this game comes down to a, to a, to a kick. Like, okay. I, I, re- I really do. I think it's going to be close enough. Virginia Tech ekes it out. Um, mm, okay. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I, and, and that's a coin flip for me. Like, I, you know, when I look at the stats, I should pick Boston College to win this game. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't know. Again, this is the what am I missing? Okay. Okay. Um, uh, so I'll go Boston. I'll go, I'll go Virginia Tech, but. Eh. Okay. Okay. You gave us uh, uh, Yurkovic's um, uh, stat line. Uh, he, he's a Pittsburgh kid, by the way. Um, and, I, and I think that's a, that was something that I made a note of. The other, the other stat line, um, you know, if you, if you think about Virginia Tech, you, you think about defense mm-hmm. and this Virginia Tech team is giving up 37 points a game and, and nearly 500 yards of total offense per game that that's um that is a shadow of of uh you know the school at least the school's reputation um and being ball. yeah it, yeah exactly I, I I look at what BC can do with a you know slightly pass heavy uh, uh offense um, against a defense that's giving up that many points, um, I'm 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 giving Boston College a little bit of extra credit because I don't think uh, home field advantage is is this year is what it has been in the past. And and Lane Stadium is is a is a ridiculous place to play at yeah. night. Um, and I just I that's that's not as big a deal this year. I don't think. Uh, I mean. If if this was a gambling show, I'm I'm absolutely taking Boston College to the points because yep. a, a, a twelve point spread in this game is ridiculous. Um, it's not a gambling show, um, so I can comfortably sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say Boston College is winning this game. Um, okay. Again, I think it's close, and uh, Tech's defense is just uh, so bad. Um, I, I mean, you know, if this is a, the, the tight game in the fourth quarter, I would have very little faith that uh, they could they could come up with a stop when they needed one. So, I'm I'm picking the Eagles. And then we have the game that everyone is paying attention to, mm-hmm. also at 8 p.m. Saturday. Number three Georgia at number two Alabama. Bama is favored by six. What do you think? Uh, again, look at Bama favored by six. Bama has a 60.6% chance of winning. And again, for the third time, my question is why? Um, I, I, I get it. 
Bama has the reputation. They're playing at home. You, d- you don't mess with, with, with a Saban with a chip on his shoulder. And like you said, you know, talking about Bama's defense last week, you, you have to imagine that the practice was not pretty this week for the Bama mm-hmm. defense. Um, but there's, there comes a point in the season where this becomes a trend, not trend, not an anomaly. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're heading into, into week four in the SEC. Um, so this is going to be their fourth game. And this Bama defense is giving up 473 yards per game. Mm-hmm. It's becoming a trend for 2020 mm-hmm. um i mean yeah last week 647 yards to, to Ole Miss is is absolutely absurd those two teams combined for the most yardage of any sec game in history um at the end of that at the end of that game the last touchdown that Bayon put on the board put them over the top in that regard so again shootout sec but but this is becoming a trend with this bama defense this year you know they, they gave up um you know big yards to Ole Miss texas a&m and missouri <sighs> Texas A&M and Missouri, I mean, they're good teams, yeah, but they're not the, exactly the epitome of offensive juggernaut, right? right? I, they're good teams this year. Missouri, you know, Missouri depends on the week, uh, but but it's just one <laughs> of those, like, which Missouri team's going to show up? Um, but, yeah, 473 yards against those three teams? Alabama? Really? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't really get that, you know, and, and – the other stats from the Ole Miss game that, that I kept looking at was that, okay, so, so Ole Miss led time of possession. Mm-hmm. Alabama had the only turnover of the game, and Alabama had more penalty yards. This does not sound like the Alabama that we are used to. Now, the one thing that we are used to with Alabama are these ridiculous offensive numbers, and they've got that. Um, you know, Mac Jones has just been absolutely silly impressive in these first couple of, you know, first couple of games, and Najee Harris is just doing what he does, right? Um, mm-hmm. They ain't seen a defense right. like these Georgia Bulldogs, right? And, I mean, this is a defense that's getting better in these first three games. Then, you know, we thought they were good against Auburn. You look at their numbers last week, they actually went up in ranking, right? They're now the number two total defense in the country. They're now the number one rush defense in the country. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they have the number one pass defense in the SEC. <laughs> the Georgia offense isn't that impressive statistically. If this game, for some reason, gets into a shootout, I don't think Georgia can keep up. Mm-hmm. I do think that Georgia de- defense can slow down the Bama offense, though, to, to, to keep this game close and to keep it interesting. And if they can bottle up Harris and make Alabama a one-dimensional team, and I think they can, I can't believe I'm saying this. Oh. I think Georgia wins this game. Okay. Okay. I... I take that defense against, against, you know, I don't think Georgia, Alabama's not going to be able to stop Georgia on mm-hmm. offense. Georgia's not going to put up big numbers, but they're going to score consistently because the Bama defense can't stop them this year. It's a trend, not an anomaly. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think this Georgia defense, and here's the thing though, right? Because now, now that Florida has lost, I think Georgia wins this game. And if they rematch again in the SEC title game, we have a completely different conversation. Okay. Because okay. that's the way this stuff works, right? It's impossibly <laughs> right. hard right, right, right. to beat a team twice in the same season. Um, I think Georgia's playing up right now. I think, um, I think Bama's just not at the level where they need to be at defensively. And I mm-hmm. think Georgia can, can, go, can go into Bryant-Denny and sneak, it, sneak a win. Um, and then we have a completely different conversation in December. And this, but, this is actually these these teams could actually play three times this year. Yeah, they could. Think about it. Um, okay. 
So I'm going to, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm, I'm taking Georgia. Okay. Um, I don't think, I don't know when the last time we would have picked all three games differently. I don't know when that would have been. It's been a I, while. I think it, I think it has been. Um, so I, I mean, uh, when, when Georgia has a ball, I'm going to try really hard to not fall asleep because I don't want to be awake when the strength on strength matchup happens. Um, when Georgia has the ball, it's going to be like, uh, uh, okay. Um, but, you know, uh, Mac Jones is, uh, he's having an amazing year. He is poised. He's calm. He makes the right decisions. Um, but can he do that against Georgia's pass rush uh, and, and, the, and, the, and the best pass defense in the, in the conference? Hmm. Um, you know, Najee Harris is averaging almost seven yards a carry uh, for Alabama so far. George's, George's, I, I went back and looked at the three games. Georgia's defense has allowed only 143 yards rushing total mm-hmm. this season. 38 yards per game. <laughs> and that's, 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 that's insane. Nuts. That's insane. That is ridiculous. Um, what I think is going to happen here, uh, and, and, you know, reference this um, when we talked about what the defensive practices in Tuscaloosa would, would have been like this week. Um, I think Alabama's defense is going to step up. Uh, it, it clearly, I mean, and, and you're, you're, you're exactly correct. When, you know, this is, this is not an anomaly. It's a trend. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's experience. I, I can't imagine that Alabama has a, a drop off in talent um, because they have number one recruiting class after number one recruiting class after number one recruiting class. Um, I think Nick will get his defense's attention. And, and against a, a, a fair Georgia offense, um, I, I think that's going to be the difference in this game. Um, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, wa- watching Alabama's offense against Georgia's defense is going to be spectacular. And that's, that, that would be the reason why you turn in, tune into this game if you're not a fan of either team. Um, but look for uh, at, at least improvement in, in Alabama's defense. And I think that's going to be enough for uh, to, to, to make this a win for Alabama. So, boys and girls, you can hear the Carlin Crappy Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn, and a variety of other podcasting hosts. You can watch us on YouTube and the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business and be sure to come back next week to see exactly how wrong, how wrong one of us is yeah. going to be. <laughs> Because um, one of us is going to be wrong in every game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Carla, do you have any final thoughts? I have one quick idea that I want to okay. throw out there because, yeah, yeah. like you said, there wasn't a, a lot of blockbusters this week. Um, three games happening at noon on Saturday that I've dubbed the Who Wants It More okay. uh, series of games. Pitt at Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, Pitt, devastating loss at the, in overtime on a missed kick. Yes. Um, Miami getting crushed by Clemson. Um, which team wants it more? Mm-hmm. The ACC. Uh, Auburn at South Carolina. Um, Auburn got crushed by by Georgia and had to and, and edged Arkansas on a really controversial call on a spike. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. By by Bo Nix. So um, so this is a, an Auburn team on edge. South Carolina is a game that they should win, but that's. You know, is Auburn up for the task after mm-hmm. two weeks in a row? Mm-hmm. Um, and the last one is Kentucky at Tennessee. Um, Kentucky thumped Mississippi State, lost a heartbreaker to Ole Miss. Kentucky's a better team than their one and two record indicates. Yeah. Facing a Tennessee team that thought they could beat Georgia 
up last week. We talked about them on contender or pretender. Um, does UT want it? Which team wants it more? Um, playing on Rocky Top, I give the edge there probably to Tennessee, but I think that game's going to be way, way closer than people think. So those three games are just, and they're all at noon, so just have your, have your thumb ready and keep an eye on all three of those games. I think, that's, I think you could see some really interesting outcomes out of those games. That sounds good. Uh, for uh, those of you who are not, are listening rather than watching, um, I should point out that uh, Carla is wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt. Uh, I am I'm, I'm wearing Ohio State gear. I almost went that direction. I almost went that direction because uh, the 3-1 Browns are at the 4-0 Stillers on Sunday. Um, opening line was four points. It's now down to 3.5 with uh, Pittsburgh being the favorites. Carla? Well, I mean, who you the, got? the Stillers are 4-0 for the first time since before I was born. Hmm? Not by much, not by much. Um, 1979 was the last time they were 4-0, and, and I was born shortly thereafter. So um, so I don't remember 4-0 Steelers team, so I'm, in, I'm enjoying this. I, I, of course, I'm saying the Steelers win this game. I am just happy that, that, this is, that this has the potential to become a rivalry again. I've missed this rivalry terribly. I, I refuse to get on the bandwagon that the new Steelers rivals are the, the Ravens. I don't like the Ravens either. But this is the AFC Central AFC North <laughs> right. rivalry. Right. I got you. Um, this is the true rivalry, right? It's mm -hmm. the one we've all grown up with. And I am just absolutely thrilled that this game means something on, on Sunday. But um, here we go. Let's play some Renegade. And Claypool, what a, what a performance um, on, on Sunday. I watched part of that game with my dad on Sunday. And, uh, and that, was, that was pretty impressive. The last time that, you know, a, a rookie scored four touchdowns for the Steelers was a long, long time ago. So um, there's, there's reasons to be excited. I'm feeling pretty good about the Steelers this year. If they, if they can stay healthy, um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about my Steelers this year. So um. I, am, I am pleased to hear you reference the rivalry, although I would, I, as, as a Browns fan living in Pittsburgh, I would have to say you are in a, a, a solid minority of people. Um, generally, generally you are, you're, an, you're such an outlier because people who are like mid-50s and older are the ones who, who still hassle me about wearing brown stuff. Everyone else is just like, oh, that's so cute. Well, um, and I, I think I moved out. I, 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 left, I left Pittsburgh in, in, in 2010. Mm -hmm. and, and that was, I don't know, I still kind of felt like the, the Browns were still kind of the main rival like until like 2008-ish. And then, mm -hmm. then the Ravens kind of took over. But no, I'm a traditionalist. It's got it. Okay. No, we okay. don't like the Browns. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, I see... Uh, uh, <laughs> Miles Garrett getting a, a, a warm welcome for his return to Pittsburgh and uh, just hassling Ben Roethlisberger mercilessly. Um, Baker Mayfield, by his own admission, has not uh, played well um, this year. And he is, uh, uh, but, but the offense has, has still been solid. Uh, the run game continues to work um, even without Nick Chubb. And they're finding great, they're finding creative ways to, to get OBJ the ball, which is, uh, that I think is the biggest challenge for, for defenses. So, mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm seeing this as a, as a, as a, uh, and, and, and I, and I agree with you here. I think this is a game, um, this is a season and maybe this is the game where we sort of, the, the Browns sort of reclaim the rivalry, um, and beat the Steelers on the road. In, in a mostly empty mustard bowl. Um, there are too many leaves on the trees. I won't be able to hear Renegade at my house <laughs> this week. That'll, that'll come later in the season. And I'm, I'm, I'm 
so looking forward to that. I'm just happy the Titans played tonight. Um, which yeah. means, which means that, well, first of all, that means that they were able to play. So, so kudos nice. to them and they That's won and they thing. won big, um, and they won big over, over Buffalo, which was kind okay. of a big, a big win. Um, two, three, you know, two undefeated teams. Um, but I'm happy that they played tonight because that means that um, I might actually get Steelers Browns because I think that's the national game, and so I might actually get to see so. that game um, on CBS. Otherwise, I just have to watch on Red Zone. Every single game uh, that the Browns have played has has been televised in Pittsburgh so far this year, and it's just and some of it. Some of it is is uh, COVID rescheduling. Um, mm-hmm. Things have worked out that uh, you know, that, um, I, especially the uh, the week that the Steelers were supposed to play Tennessee. Uh, yeah. That game got called off, and then, I, hello, presto, the Browns are on my TV. Um, right. So that's that's been that's that's a good sign. That is a sign of uh, a team that should at least be um, the, is viewed as getting better. So, so yeah, go Browns, go Steelers. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us. Um, watch on Saturday to see which one of us is right and which one of us is wrong, and then we'll do the same thing on Sunday. Um, perhaps, and, and, and for and that's, those are, those, that's a game that we actually care about. So, um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Carla, thank you. Once <laughs> Thanks again. as always. Cheers. Thank you guys. Cheers. We will, uh, we will talk to you again next week.